The Feminist Coach Academy podcast is proudly supported by Perk Digital, helping professional and entrepreneurial women amplify their message, build their body of work, and leave a legacy through podcasts. For more information about how podcasts can help you build your brand, visit perkdigital.com.au. Welcome to the Feminist Coach Academy podcast, where inclusive feminism, business, and coaching meet. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the co-founders of the Feminist Coach Academy, Naomi Arnold and Cameron Aaron. We are feminist life and biz coaches, both passionate about helping coaches, therapists, helping professionals, practitioners, and entrepreneurs integrate a feminist lens and perspective into their businesses, life, and client practice. On this podcast, we plan to help you do so. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Cam and I have, well, we have a wonderful episode for you today where I interview one of our members, Myra. And Myra is brilliant. I can't wait to share this interview uh, with you. But before we get to it, I wanted to remind you that We are currently accepting applications for our March intake, which is coming up very soon, and doors will be closing to that intake very soon. So doors close on March 4th or 5th, depending on where you live in the world. If you're in the USA, it's the 4th. If you're in Australia, it's the 5th. So if you want to join our March intake, then... We invite you to apply now. We've just finished up our first intake with our first cohort beyond the pilot program, and it has been so wonderful. We have learned a lot. We've had amazing members, amazing community, and uh, we're looking forward to the next cohort as well. And now our members from the first cohort are heading into their certification to those that want to get certified. And you don't have to be in the training to get certified. You can take the training without getting certified. But those that want to get certified are now entering the phase where they are going to complete their final project and make sure they have watched all the classes and done all the workbooks and are completing all of the certification criteria. It's super exciting. We cannot wait to certify folks in feminist coach theory. This has been quite amazing. And we are looking forward to the next um, group of folks as well. And maybe you are a part of that. And if you want to be, we encourage you to sign up now. Well, you have to apply first. And then if we accept your application, we'll invite you to enroll. So go to feministcoachacademycourses.com. That's the sales page where you apply. And all the info about the training is on there. 
And yeah, we can't wait. We hope to have you in our community if you aren't already. Okay, so let's get to this interview with Myra. Myra introduces herself. She is a teacher, she, a professor, a student in our training, a feminist coach, a human rights lawyer, and so many more things. <laughs> I am impressed by her and all that she's, how she's been implementing what she's been learning and just what she does in her life and how much she takes feminism to heart and how much she goes deep with it and really uses it as a guide for her life. So I'm inspired by her, I'm impressed by her, and I think you will be as well. So without further ado, let's get to this episode. So I think what I'll have you do is first introduce yourself, if you don't mind. So my name is Maira Cardoso. I am Brazilian. I was born in Sao Paulo, but nowadays I live in Brasilia. So I am a Latin American. I am a lawyer, a feminist, an activist, and a teacher, a professor of human rights at the university. For this matter, I have specialization on critical theories of human rights. And nowadays, I have uh, my job is doing a coaching of empowerment. So this is really rewarding for me. And I am doing like a, a, a transition of lawyering to doing this coaching that it is what made me happy because I can integrate feminist values and justice, uh, social justice with coaching. I don't know, I, I mix it a lot of things and it's, it's working and I am very happy with this. Oh, that's wonderful. I love how much you do and I'm so impressed by you. And I love the variety. I myself like to wear multiple hats as well. I love variety. So I can relate to that. And just real quick, just to clarify, you use she, her pronouns or does that change? She, she her. her. Okay. Trying to get in the habit of asking guests that on the podcast, although I think I have been failing at that so far. Um, <laughs> but just so, <laughs> just so our listeners are aware, right, of that practice and who's speaking and what pronouns they use because they don't know you like I know you, but so I'm trying to get better at practicing that. Okay. So, okay. I want to know so many things, um, but I think my first question for you is how did you first become a feminist? So I first become a feminist because I think that I grow up because my dad is a famous politician here in Brazil. So I grew up in uh, like parties of election and my dad, it's like our party, it's like the Democrats. <laughs> and the the, yeah, we are, we are like the left, left side. So we, I don't know, I, I see a lot of people, a lot of women and in, polit in politics saying 
values of feminism. And then I grew up in this context. And then I, I went to, to uh, I did the law school and I get involved about the situation of women in the jail in Brazil. It's very critical. And they are like the women that go to the jail in Brazil, they go and they are like, they stay there and anyone visit them. So it's something like, it's very, and sometimes they enter there because they have like a relationship with a guy and the guy like do something like she, she had to give drugs for them and then she goes to the jail and it's like and this situation about women i start reading books about the the situation of women that are in the jail and get involved and then get involved with feminism with black feminism with criminology critical cr criminology i think this is this was the first thing <laughs> Wow. And how about how old were you when you were first learning about this? Mm, I think that I started in criminal law doing internship when I was 21. So I think 21, 22. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I guess being a daughter of a politician has sort of exposed you to a lot of things that a lot of people have not been exposed to, right? What yeah. This is a terrible thing, not terrible, because I suffer a lot of bullying in school. Like, huh. uh, I remember that when my mom and my dad get in divorce, everyone's in the school are, are saying things like, my dad cheated my mom, and then they put some words, some bad words in the door of the restroom. And it was very like, I have stretches for this until until today and I, I grew up like thinking that my value are were attached of my dad's like everyone's wants to talk with me because of my dad's I, I I'm not I'm not smart enough like something like these things and I I just so uh, I grew up with a very low self-confidence and then I start teaching and this changed because when you teach and the students say, oh, my God, you are the best teacher. Thanks for this or, and for that. I, I discover my, my shine. <laughs> so it was, it was difficult. It's, it's difficult to be on, on the shadow, like something like this. Yeah, I, I bet it is because politicians get, you know, a lot of press, right, in the media. And the media is going to try to find anything and everything to tear them down and to, you know, make up stories and rumors. So like, I can, I can't even imagine like growing up with having rumors about your parent, you know, that aren't even true. And then being bullied because people have all kinds of opinions about your parent, right? And then my dad, he was in a position that he defends the, the Presidenta Dilma, that it had the impeachment. So it was a lot of exposure. Like, and the people that are in my, I don't know, the people in my class or because I was a student, they are like, 
the right side, the, in the right side, they are not have values of left side. And they are like, oh my God, Juma, your dad is like defending someone that is like, <laughs> I don't know, because it, it seems like I, I was in a class with a lot of people that votes, voted for Trump, you know, it's the, the same thing. So it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet that must have been very difficult. Wow, you've lived a quite a fascinating life. So I know, like you mentioned, well, you mentioned getting into teaching and how that's kind of like your element. You know, you feel like you it makes you shine. Like you mentioned having kind of low self-esteem and feeling like your value is attached to your dad because he's kind mm -hmm. of famous, right? And yeah. so... How have you worked through that to kind of find, um, as I know you've mentioned this before in the training, to kind of like find yourself in separation from, you know, from him, right? And used the perspective or the lens of feminism to kind of work through that. So the reading about feminism give me a lot of insight about that how I was living under the patriarchy. <laughs> like, oh my God, I am like the second, and this is uh, some examples, Ken. Like I was in a meeting and uh, I don't know, I, I feel in the meeting with, a, uh, because the law here in Brazil, there's a lot of male, like it's very male, white uh, and something. This is the male dominant. Yeah, totally. And then I, I was in the meeting and I, I was start saying, oh my God, these people see me like uh, something like a picture or something like an object. Anyone talk with me, like they are seeing, they are talking with my dad. They don't want to ask me things. And the things that they ask me is like, can you note this, please? Can you put in the, the schedule for the meeting for your dad? And, uh, and reading with the feminist uh, theories and reading feminist book, I think that, oh my God. And it was, I know that this is a lot of about the kind of feminism. It's uh, like white feminism, but this came to me to read more and understand that, that feminism is like fight against all the kinds of op oppressions, not like this kind of feminism that is in the workplace, but is it's kind of like fighting against racism, fighting against poverty and a, a lot of things. And I said, oh, my God, this is really gets me excited. And these things changed my life and changed said that I don't want to move with this. I, I, these people have to respect me because I have to do this because I have the privilege to do this. Right. So I think that feminists give me a little bit a sense of angry that I needed this angry to move this angry with power, like, like we see in the class, the last class that I saw. I don't know. Stacy. Stacy, yeah. So this angry moved me like saying, I have to fight for me and for people that don't have uh, this privilege that I have to fight. So I don't know. I think this is, this is passionate. Yes. I see the passion. I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love what you said. It's like feminism does spark an anger in us when we're learning more about 
our realities, what's really going on and, and the systems that we live in, right? It's, if it doesn't make us angry, there's probably something wrong, right? But it's about mm-hmm. how we channel that anger. And like you're saying, it can move us into power and to finding our place and our role and using the privileges that we have and using our, you know, where we shine, like you said, as a teacher, as a coach, right? And to use that to bring about this change. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So how did you get interested in coaching? So it was funny because I have a little bit a thing with coaching because I am like, I always have the interesting because I think that I I went to law because my dad was a lawyer and my mom was a prosecutor. So I did law. (laughs) Uh, But I always want to do like psychology or something like that. And I always have an interesting on coaching. But here in Brazil, and I believe in the whole world, coaching have like a thing that is not good. And I, I, I was saying, I'm like, oh, oh my God, I don't want to become a Tony Robbins or something like this. And, <laughs> yeah. and make people more productive to explore each other more and have burnout with 20 years old or something like this. So because of this, I didn't. I only take the coaching course last year on the first semester because I have a friend, she's a yogi and she posted something like a a coaching for women. And then I thought, oh, this is interesting. I know her and maybe it will be fine. And then I did the course. The woman that teach me, she's not a feminist. I, I see some things in her approach that's like, patriarchy and some ways to say and some mythologies but I, I, I see like oh this mythology is good and I think I, I can use these to do like to integrate social justice to integrate feminist values and then I was searching on Instagram and I saw the advertising of Feminist Coach Academy and I said oh my god <laughs> this algorithm, algorithm really worked like it's happening and there is someone in the world doing something that I really want that, I don't know, because in Brazil, we don't have anyone to do this, this job that you are doing. So I send you a message and you, you answer me and it was like, and of course, it was one of the best things that I ever do, uh, ever did in my life. Really, really. Wow, wow. That's amazing. I'm so glad we are in community with you because you're brilliant. And I love that story. Do you, like, were you searching for, like, feminist coach training? Or, like, what were you searching for? I'm just curious, like, yeah, because another member said they found us through Instagram searching. And I'm just curious, like, did you even think that to put those words together? like? training or something or what do you do you remember i don't know that if we have to search to the algorithm get the the answers because they know me better than me today (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah but it was curious because i remember that i was like 
talking with a friend about this and saying like, but not that I want to do a course, but I, I, how can I do my approach of coaching in a different way in this kind of way of families, of, of social justice? And then the next day I was doing the feed on Instagram and shows uh, and appears the advertise of Families Coach Academy. And I was saying like, what? I have to do this. And I, 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 I took the print and sent to her. And I said, like, Anna, look this. And, and she said, oh, my God. And then, and then I have, like, okay, I will, I will register in because this is the destiny or something like that. Yeah, I have to like do the this. universe was like, whoa, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. It gives me chills. Like, <laughs> if you're ready to have a truly inclusive feminist and social justice led business and client practice, then we invite you to join the feminist coach theory certification training that is now officially open for enrollment for our next intake. Go to feministcoachacademycourses.com to learn all the details and to enroll today. The link is also in our episode notes. If you're a helping professional or entrepreneur and this podcast resonates with you, then we would love to have you in our community. Well, yeah, I love hearing that folks have been wanting this before they came across us, right? Like, it's not just us that wanted this, right? There's a lot of people out there who are like, they want this training. And it, I can't say we're the only ones out there. But the only ones we've come across so far that do exactly what we're doing. And it's so needed. And so this is, you know, this is why we have it. And I'm so glad that you found us. Um, yeah, so we, I mean, been loving having you in the program and how much you take it to heart and really like implement what you've been learning. And yeah, so I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit more about that, if you don't mind sharing more about how what you've been learning has impacted your work, your business, your life. A lot, like every class is one impact that I cannot see, I, I cannot talk for one day. And I said, oh my God, and then I have to implement this. But the first thing that it's like, it were your class, Cam, it was like a big turning point for me. Because here in Brazil, I think that this kind of discussion about gender binary it was i don't know i, I don't see a lot now they are start talking because they, they are start talking because they have something on big brother about this and then now because it's on big brother is important something big like brother as in the tv show yes in tv, TV show, show. Yeah. yeah okay but it the matter about something about how to use a term to uh, trans people, but there's not a trans people there. This is the curious thing. Like, it's a, a girl that's saying that you cannot use this term because it can be offensive, but Big Brother never have a trans person in, in the show. So it's, it's like this. But 
when I watched your class, I was like with the first project, like coaching for women. And then you, you like, you said like, if you focus on women, you are like giving power to a binary thing. And then maybe you can do more harm or maybe some people that are feminists and are inter interesting in your job, I will not like go find you because they don't identify as a woman. And then, and then I was like, oh my God. So it, it was very, it's awesome this, that you have some people to question you and some people that like go in a way that is, is not a criticize or like, cancel you but like give you something that is constructive and you're saying like oh yeah really i can change for this and and this is very awesome like to have someone to help you to be a better person and to help you to give the change and someone that is not there to judge you because here i see a lot of a lot of these in the in the left the and people who have this left uh, left party thing like they are like competing with each other to see who is more smart and who is more in, inclined of left and this i don't know the people uh, don't talk each other so this is the precious precious thing that i see in the in the program like it's possible to go forward and have some precious tips and critic, but very constructive critic and very supporting things. So I don't know if I make me clear. <laughs> you make it so clear to me. I know you have insecurities around speaking English, but I think you just summarized the learnings of my class better than me. <laughs> like you just <laughs> did. You, I love the way the words you use and how you describe it, you know, that using women, um, only using women as your niche, um, as your audience, you know, only talking to quote unquote women, it like what you said gives the power to the binary. I love that you mm -hmm. phrased it that way. And then what you said after that, I, I trust me, your English is great. I, you have a strong accent, but it, that doesn't I mean, it's beautiful. It's and I totally understand you. And you, yeah, I love how you put these things as you work. Thanks, Cam. <laughs> Seriously. So I love that you got so much out of my class and that it's had an impact on you. And and so I'm curious though, because you mostly speak Portuguese and most of your clients do as well. And and I know that that language is obviously different from English and that in English, we don't really gender nouns, right? And we don't have the same kind of gendered language as Portuguese. So how have you been working through this to like communicate that gender inclusivity with your community? So this is a, a very challenging thing. And um, because in Portuguese, our language is not gender neutral at all. So it's very difficult. And you, I remember that I put this on one of our workbooks 
and you 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 told to me like search people that talk about this and talk about this in your country and this was very nice because I start following a lot of people in Instagram and I am educating myself to like to see and like in Portuguese we said like we put e in some words to be more neutrals like todos todes e todes like something like that I think that Jolinda said this like it's kind of the same in Spanish okay. so yeah but I think this is like a deconstruction all day deconstruction because the communication is very powerful and communication like can be very oppressive too and then we have to be careful and this is the thing that we have to watch every day like maybe a term or maybe something but i think that you have to watch and said no i think that the better word is this or that so i am always educating myself to be inclusive to have a inclusive communication and i was talking about about this with a friend because here in brazil we don't have like something like courses of inclusive communication and we have to develop something like this yeah that's a really good point yeah it takes some deconstructing as you say of the language and and listening to you know what other folks are using like by non-binary folks trans folks what are they using and we do recommend that yeah if you speak you know if your main language is not english to kind of pay attention to what are people using for gender neutral words in that that language so i love that you've been paying more attention to that and putting effort into that that's beautiful has your community um your clients have they noticed a difference in you since the training yeah definitely they said oh my god you were like saying some things and you are like i don't know they saw something like is different maybe that i are i were more aligned with my purpose like saying when when i first start i was just in applying the the method the coaching methodology and it was like something like the picture i remember the pdf is like woman should be and then i was like okay and then some techniques that are a little bit under the patriarchy and i was like okay but i don't will talk about this i will don't talk about that and now i think that i can i feel more secure to change my structure and to really pass what i really want to pass yeah definitely i love that and you were mentioning the competition like and were you referring to competition among coaches and practitioners or in like the coaching world and and mm -hmm. how the having this feminist training kind of removes that competition and it's not about that was that what you were referring to it's like i think that here in brazil the coaching are like be a service of a capitalism like like this you have to be for the the coaches said to the clients you have to be more you have to produce more you have to like oh oh you know, I, 
yeah, yeah here in a very capitalist like productive yeah product. yeah like let's do the goals and woo oh, yeah and, yeah right oh. <laughs> that, that like it's very patriarchal capitalist coaching mindset of like hustle and go go and do this and yeah so what have you been learning as alternatives to that yeah i start should in a feminist coach academy i start should, don't have like shame to be a coach Yay. because before that i was like oh my god okay i am a coach but my coaching is different now i have like I do, I am a feminist coach from Feminist Coach Academy and it, this changed, like, I'm not like a coach to be confused like Tony Robbins or something like that. I, I have a different approach and it's good to have a methodology that have, like, that guarantees this, like, that we not, like, and I remember that when I will search the, in your website, they, they were, like, the values and anti-capitalism and colonialism and this thing and I was like oh my god nice like this because it's, it's like this I, I I don't want like to I don't want that people came to me like searching for something that I cannot provide I, I will not help a person to have a burnout with 20 years old or something like this like I will not help a person to be more mean to her or him or them to them employee or something like this. And then it's not, it's not my, my true. So I am more comfortable to say that I am a coach and that my line of coaching is from Feminist Coach Academy. Like, oh, awesome. yeah. <laughs> so now I have a family, you know? <laughs> you do, you do. Yeah, we're honored to have you. Yeah, this has been super awesome. And wondering where can people find you? And is there anything that you want to share? Any sort of anything you got going on you want to share? How can people um, sign up for coaching with you? Do you work with clients outside of Brazil? Yeah, I work with the clients. I don't have anyone yet, but I pretend to have. <laughs> So people can find me on Instagram, on my website, which is Maira with Y, Cardoso, uh, com. And then uh, nowadays I have an interesting project that people from all over the world are, are very welcoming. We have some uh, feminist fight club, which is a meeting with different people to talk about some like some subjects that are affected by patriarchy. So I don't know, it's like uh, how your relationship or how your self-confidence are affected by patriarchy. And then people like start talking and they start, and we, we don't know in the end, anyone help it, uh, the people help each other with this matter. And it was very a beautiful thing. It was very pleasure. So people are around the world are, are very welcome there to share because I think that one thing that Feminist Coach Academy, it's very good that you say like, there is people around all the world thinking things. So give some hope. Yeah. So this is very important that when you see that you are not alone in the cows, that some people like suffer things and some people like are experience things 
just like you and how we can like go together to change something. So it's very powerful. So if people around the world want to welcome, it will be like a pleasure for us. Oh, awesome. Yes. Please check that out, people. Feminist Fight Club. I love I love the name too. <laughs> <laughs> it's clever. Well, this has been wonderful. You are brilliant. Thank you so much, Myra. You are brilliant too, Cam. Thank you. I am very grateful for everything and for doing this course. I am so happy to be here today. Thank you so much. Doors to our March intake are open. We are accepting enrollments for our March intake. If this podcast resonates with you and you're a helping professional or an entrepreneur and you are ready to implement an inclusive feminist awareness and praxis into your business and your client practice and your everyday life, then hop on board. This is the training for you. We would love to have you in our community. To learn all the details, including the teachers and the classes that are in the training, plus all the live calls, and everything that's included, go to feministcoachacademycourses.com. There you will learn everything. There's an FAQ section at the bottom as well to answer further questions that you have. And there you can enroll. So if this feels right for you right now, then we would love to have you. You can click the link in our episode notes to go to our sales page and to enroll now. Hope to see you in our community. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. And if you're interested in our certification training and getting certified in feminist coach theory and learning how to integrate an inclusive feminist awareness and analysis of practice into your work with your clients and your business, please go to feministcoachacademycourses.com to learn all about our certification training and to enroll now for our next intake. We are accepting enrollments for our next intake and we would love to have you join us. Also go to our website, feministcoachacademy.com to grab more of our free resources and to listen to other podcast episodes. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast in iTunes or Spotify and that you're following us on social media at Feminist Coach Academy on Instagram and Facebook. And if you love our podcast, we would love it if you would rate and write us a review in iTunes. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. Have a joyful rest of your day.